Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to ACC Operation Basketball. Our next guest is very familiar with our most recent guest. Mike Krzyzewski has stepped away. The 18th year head coach at Notre Dame and a former Mike Krzyzewski assistant in Durham, Mike Bray, is with us now. Coach, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? Man, always good to be with you guys. I am so happy that you are in this league. And I, I say that not just because I'm a Catholic guy who grew up in Philadelphia <laughs> and liked you when you were at Duke we would have never known that in 2017 we'd get to interview you as an ACC guy I know this is not new news you already have an ACC title but do you, do you want to pinch yourself sometimes because this is like your home it's crazy I never in my wildest dreams that I think coaching in South Bend Indiana I'd be coaching in the Atlantic Coast right. Conference and and it's been great for our program obviously we it's been such a shot in the arm and you know it's familiar territory for me being back in this league and and from my days uh, at Duke and and growing up a Maryland fan you know in the DC area where I grew up ACC basketball so it's a thrill for me to get to coach in this league we know about Bonzi Colson he was a great interview no surprise to you for us earlier today we know about Matt Farrell your senior point guard most people do not know that there's another new layer to the homecoming story of Mike Bray. Your son is here in the yeah. Queen City as a head football coach at Ardry Kell High School. What's going on with that? Well, you know what? It's been neat. He, he got out of college coaching, and he's down here in his first year. They're rebuilding it, and, and they don't have a whole lot of wins. But they, I, I just saw today their strength of schedule in 4A is number one in the state. And if they win Friday against Independence, they're getting in the playoffs, even though they have three wins wins but he's loving it he loves the area he's teaching coaching and and so I always love coming back to this city to hang out a little bit and visit family there is eternal YouTube video showing you borderline passed out after a Blue Angels experience <laughs> in the sky, right? You don't yeah. have any stories like that to tell us this year. You know, I stayed away from anything in the offseason like that. <laughs> I kind of maxed it out that offseason. My offseason, I said, I'm getting a little older now. I need to low-key it. <laughs> when I was in high school at Silesianum in Wilmington, Delaware, you know, and we had priests among our teachers, I had to shave every day. Now Notre Dame oh, yeah. is it because you're an ACC champion you can just cool you can look cool and chic and you get your sometimes a, what a turtleneck sometimes a jacket sometimes not but you just shave when you feel like well, shaving you, you know the founder of our great university is Father Soren and every picture I see of him back in the A17, he's got a beard. So right. I'm thinking, you know, I mean, a lot of the priests got a little beard working. Maybe I can get away with it. Um, you know, it gets a little chilly up there, even in October. <laughs> so that's why I've got my beard out a little. Mike Bray of Notre Dame is joining us on the David Glenn Show. ACC champions in 2015, Elite Eight in 2016, and back to the big dance last year as well. I feel like there's almost nothing left on your holy grail, right? <laughs> I mean, for a while it was, can Coach Bray win a conference tournament? Right. And, and I mean, you were an independent for a while, just to be, to, yep. to be clear, right? So you get that monkey off your back. You right. go to the Elite Eight. You were one of the darlings of the nation uh, a year and a half ago. Is it, is it like the same holy grail that Bonzi Colson was talking about earlier? He wants to hang more banners at Notre Dame, and that's one of the reasons he came back as a senior. No question. I think, you know, we've loved, we've gotten to Saturday night in this ACC tournament two of our first four years. That's been neat to play deep in that tournament. These guys have experienced Elite Eights, but you know, we haven't been to a Final Four in 40 years. 40 years wow. ago, 78 is when we went to the Final Four uh, in St. Louis. So, I mean, that would be something I think that would be uh, 
a real good endorsement of this program. I think everybody really respects it and watches it, and quite frankly, a lot of people have modeled it. Um, but uh, that that would be something we're all chasing. As a little kid, I remember Digger Phelps yes. in the Notre Dame, uh, you know, Kelly Trapuca and other legends. Sure. I, I'm a good Catholic boy. Tell me, even though we're fast-forwarding 40 years, when, when I think senior point guard Matt Farrell, senior post player Bonzi Colson, there's something really old-school cool about that, where it happened, it seemed, all the time in the 70s or 60s and 80s. We don't see that very much, Coach. How much of an advantage is that? I think it's a huge advantage, and it's really how we've built our culture at yeah. Notre Dame. You know, we have guys. I've loved that guys in their senior years are having their best years. Bastori and yeah. Beecham, and that's the way it used to be, and that's how we build it. Four-year guys, sometimes a five-year guy if you redshirt him or take oh. a transfer. But when you have a Colson and a Farrell to build off of, you got a chance. And I love, uh, what do they say in baseball? If you're good up the middle, well, yeah. we're, we're good up the middle Heck with those yeah, two guys. Are. With those two guys. Well, and even in your short time, relatively short time in this league, Connaughton was amazing as a senior. The big guy, Zach August, great senior was year. one thing as a young, not bad, but a nice player as a youngster, and then boom. To, fabulous, Jaron as a Jaron Grant as a senior. You know, uh, we we've you know, Vastoria as a senior. You know, we've had a uh, Demetrius Jackson as as a junior. It was his last year before he went out, but we've had those older guys playing big roles. And when you have older guys as main guys, they really help you run the team and set yeah. the tone every day. This group has taken ownership of itself back in June. We only have one freshman. There's only one true wow. freshman on the team. So there's a lot of veterans here that have played together and have won together a bunch. College basketball fans have gotten used to the idea that if you have a collegiate All-American, he's probably going to turn pro early. Take us through the coach's eyes, the whole Bonzi experience, because not only did he stay, it seemed like he wasn't interested in the combine, he wasn't interested in my late first round, guaranteed $3 million, whatever. It seemed like he flicked that switch. Earlier today, he told us about family promise, about a diploma, loving the family culture of Notre Dame. But did you anticipate that it would be such a simple decision for I, your star junior? I was the one, and, and I, I guess I really, at the end of the day, I'm not surprised because I think he always knew he was a four-year guy. His family, his father, who has a great basketball background, did too. I was pushing him a little bit. Well, why don't you just go up to Chicago right. and test the waters? And But I said, you know, you just can't go up there to see what it's like because you're going to be measured. And if you're not really in with both feet, he goes, Coach, I'm not. I'm coming back. I'm going to head down the way from with the guys. Left my office. It was a five-minute discussion, no drama, and it was the right decision. And, I, and there was never any confusion with it. It was very clear he was a four-year man. Coach, there are certain schools at this time with an FBI investigation and, and some ugly sure. underbelly aspects of college basketball where it's been described to me that at certain schools you could be hired and, and they'll say to you, listen, we all know wins and losses matter, but if you don't do things the right way at my school, you're fired tomorrow. Right. Whereas I'll try to give you a little longer leash if you don't cut corners, don't break rules. I can't promise you I won't fire you if you don't win enough, but that culture is different at each university. 
if you're talking to a group of college basketball fans who are giving up on the idea that large numbers of schools can do things the right way but still win, Duke, Notre Dame, et cetera, what is your advice to them? Because there's a lot of negative headlines. Yeah, there really is. And, and, and you know, it's sad because we are getting painted with a broad brush. And the vast majority of guys are doing this thing the right way. They really are. Now, you know, we've got to understand that this is going to get worse before it gets better. And it is an embarrassment. But I think what I've tried to tell our fan base when I've spoke to our groups is we probably now really have a chance to fix some things. The NCAA, God bless them, you know, they just didn't have enough teeth to do yep. anything. Now with the FBI involved, it, it, it's going to take this explosion and it may take four or five years before we see a better model, but we're going to get it better, and, and, and I think everyone will appreciate it. We can't, we can't get the game started soon enough right. right now. You know, When the game starts, I think our fans will come back to, man, the product on the floor and the emotions of kids and the great stories of guys getting better will kind of get to the forefront. But we've got some cleanup to do, and we've got, we've got some issues. We are guilty as charged, uh, but I do think long term we can finally fix some things. Mike Bray is joining us on the David Glenn Show. When I look at this 15 school collection assembled here in Charlotte, you tell me what you think about this. Duke, Louisville, Notre Dame, Carolina, Miami, Virginia, Virginia Tech. I'm going to be surprised if any of those seven is not in the NCAA tournament. And beyond those seven, there might be another six who think they could get there. Now, we all know it won't be 13, but what is your sense of this league this year as the league that's won current members have won eight of the last 17 national championships. It's, um, I really think we, we've gotten this thing to eight and nine bids. You know, we are definitely getting ha over half of our league in now. I wouldn't be shocked to see us getting close to nine and maybe pull off a 10-bid year, uh, especially when we get to 20 league games, because I think that will strengthen the, the interleague stuff. But um, the depth is amazing. Um, the nice thing, what keeps you sane is, yes, you're coaching in the toughest league, but you look and go, wait a minute, if I get to the top nine, I could get a bid. That gives you a little hope in the offseason, you know, <laughs> that we're getting nine bids. Um, and we're, we're going to be right there at nine again, in my opinion. Mike Bray, we love the way you do it at Notre Dame, man. I hope you have fun with those guys. They use the same words you do. They talk about grid, grit, swagger, edge chip on your shoulder man i hope you never lose the five o'clock shadow and i know you'll never lose the chip on the shoulder thanks as always for the time on the david glenn show always great to be with you guys thank you you got it we'll be ringing his phone during the season because his, his irish are going to be central to this conversation all season long mike bray the 18th year head coach at Notre Dame. All right, we'll throw it back to the studio in Raleigh one more time. We will return live at Operation Basketball in Charlotte as we come down the stretch next on the David Glenn Show.